0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real-life stories from our guests. We are Wildly Becoming, who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Rachel here and my amazing co-host, Jill. Thank you for joining us. We are so thrilled for our guest today. This man has impacted our lives and so many women's lives that I know in such a big, big way. And he was there for me in my darkest hour. And it's crazy how God led me to a pastor all the way in California. So Patrick Weaver, you're really here. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity.
0: Yes. we love it. We're so honored. So honored. So (laughs) today... We're going to have Pastor Patrick Weaver on a couple episodes. Today, we are going to talk about spiritual abuse. There is so much work that Pastor Patrick does in his ministry to help people with domestic abuse and spiritual abuse. And we've got a really big problem in the church worldwide today with abuse. So, so what are some things that you've been doing to speak out against that, Patrick, and help people work through that trauma?
1: You know, I think one of the key elements as far as spiritual abuse is concerned, especially coming from the church, is that the average person is unsuspecting. This is not how they interpret the action or behavior. It's a consequence of really A concerted effort to impose views on a victim which are contrary to that individual's personal agency as well as personal relationship and so we may have denominationalism we may have different forms of doctrinal twisting but at the end of the day this individual has been under this ministry for years yes So the teaching that would otherwise be considered spiritual abuse is not only in the event or when the individual encounters domestic abuse, but this spiritual abuse that they're being indoctrinated under is what they actually are listening to every Sunday. And so that's what makes the spiritual abuse at the time when they go for help, uh, domestic violence or any other kind of abuse, that's what makes it less noticeable. It makes it easier to follow. It makes it something that they're not reticent to reject because it is incorporated, woven into every message on Sunday. Some form of toxic patriarchal messaging is woven into uh, the Sunday message. And so therefore, when they go to get help and they're told, go submit, stay, love, forgive, keep going, lay down, roll over, be a better victim. This all feeds back into that messaging, that that, that, that tech, uh, toxic patriarchal messaging, which basically your property, he's the owner, and your job, according to God's word that they manufactured, is to stay, save him, fix him, pray until he changes.
0: You are so right. And when these people in these spiritual abusive situations go to seek help, a lot of times, like in my situation, they're going to the pastor. That's the person standing up there delivering that toxic message every Sunday. And then they are not believing the story no, and they are not helping and they are giving that solicited advice. Like you said, stay, take it. So how do people get out of that cycle?
1: You know, and we were talking about this a lot because advocacy, I should just say, the advocacy community at large, I think has a lot of work to do around functional, actionable communication and messaging. The individual encountering spiritual abuse false messaging false teaching they would have to be able to recognize it in order to reject it right so Which much of what circulates so much of what is talked about within christendom actually supports spiritual abuse
0: exactly that's crazy
1: yeah it's 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 very pervasive so to say that someone actually would have the faculty the spiritual understanding, maturity, awareness, awakening, to be able to identify the, the forms of spiritual abuse of which are subtle, but yet very toxic. Mm-hmm. But most of us, if we were raised in the church, this is all we know.
0: Yeah, that's what happened to me. I didn't know it, any
1: different. Yeah, we don't know any different. And so if, you're, if we're really going after spiritual abuse, we almost have to do, it, it, it's almost going to be a revolution. It, it's going to be something that literally sets the church on its ear, because so many churches—I won't call out the particular denomination—but it's 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 written into their bylaws. I mean, it's 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 the largest, one of the largest denominations, uh, really have this as a part of their 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 bylaws, and and uh, this trickles down to all of the churches within that denomination. And, and therefore the teaching is consistent throughout all of those churches. Well, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of churches wow! and this kind of infiltration, uh, which really is more or less man's dogma, not Bible. Makes it hard for individuals attending those churches to be able to understand exactly what they're encountering when they are being spiritually abused. We have to do a bigger or better job at just simply calling it out, calling this false teaching for what it is, take no prisoners unapologetically, standing in the gap for those who have not been taught correctly, making these false messengers really take them, take them to task this is not true. I do it every day. This is not true. That is not what the Bible said. That is not contextually correct. I literally make it my business to not go after leaders, but to go after the one that has been lost because of the false teaching. And the only way in which we can do that is literally scripture by scripture Walk people through what the Bible actually said, yes, what the Bible did not say, what man grafted in, and why it has been weaponized specifically for certain individuals, and why this is representative of a patriarchal toxic society or church environment. This is indicative, right? And so, if we don't start walking folk through almost unraveling the mystery if you will that causes for most of us to believe a lot of these lies and it is pervasive
0: it truly is and you think about how many thousands or millions of people that have believed this as you called it out false doctrine because that's what it is humans have changed god's word
1: right bottom line
0: and you have these innocent people that they want to be pleasing to the lord they want to have an intimate relationship with the lord and they think they don't know any better like you said it getting them to realize they are being spiritually abused you know they stay in these situations because they don't want to be displeasing to god
1: right right and that's that's really one of the t- more tragic Aspects of this abuse is that it is totally indifferent. Yes. Towards the consequence of this sending the sheep back into the lion's den. This behavior of which is uninformed, 35% of all homicides, female women are the result of A domestic abuser, 35% of all homicides.
0: That's a large number.
1: Yes. So when you start to think of uninformed or individuals with ulterior motive, individuals advancing toxic theology, when you think about the consequence of that behavior, literally the deadly life death consequence of this false manipulative behavior, it shows you the indifference, the indifference towards the life of this individual, given the real danger and real threat that accompanies domestic abuse, whether that is physical, emotional, or mental. There is a threat going on at home and we have no better sense as a church in 2022 than to tell someone to go back into the environment that's killing you.
0: Right. So how can we help people as we meet them? You know, God puts people in our path. I know a group of women here in the Ohio area that they're helping women get out of domestic you know, abusive situations, or spiritual abuse, or cults even. But it's not just the cults. It's like you said, the denominations that everybody's like, oh, we <laughs> love and respect. We uh-huh. I won't say their name, but they were in the news and over 600 women have come out. And I guarantee you, that's about 600 times 50 if we really went back years and years. So what is one way that we can help people as we encounter them that are in these situations? One thing I can think of you said is, take them through the scripture one by one and showing them the truth of God's word, what that really means.
1: Yeah. And I think for, especially my, my, you know, obviously every advocate, every person or minister, uh, every advocate is going to focus on, I guess, some specific area, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Mine
1: specifically is Christians. I am talking to Christians 99% of the time. Yeah. Not that I'm neglecting any other but Christendom has compounded the issue. Whereas I think society is a little bit more advanced. I think the messaging is more safe, but within the church, you're just you, like a box of chocolates. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, it depends on where you go to church, right?
0: And you said that submit uh, word earlier, submit, yeah. submit. And if you don't yeah. submit, then you're wrong.
1: <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong, right? And so that tells you how pervasive the teaching about submission is flawed. It, it is so flawed, yeah. it is so false, it is so insane until there is nothing that qualifies submission. And so it's a blanketed word used most often, falsely, because unless it's reciprocal, unless it's out of reverence for Christ, which is Ephesians 5:21, then it is absolutely unholy. Your submission is your pearls. And therefore, they cannot be thrown down before swine. Your submission cannot be thrown down before swine. Otherwise, it completely violates what then follows, which is how you are to be treated when you are submitting. See, we missed that part. There's a reciprocation involved, right? And like you said, so when we encounter individuals, we've got to equip ourselves to walk them through the truth Mm -hmm. and show them what God's word says show them the scriptures in context that have been used against them it creates and causes an awakening that for those that have been bamboozled they literally get angry that they've believed
0: Mm -hmm.
1: lies for so long and allowed themselves to be manipulated allowed themselves to stay in egypt out of guilt and or coercion because they really did not know that the scriptures being used on them were being used out of context, falsified, and or manipulated. They just didn't know. And that's one of the reasons why, like you said, for the Christian who is encountering and, 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 and dealing with this type of spiritual abuse, we literally have to be prepared to walk them through scripture.
0: Which means we know, need to know the truth of God's word ourselves. Absolutely. We need to be in God's word. We need to Absolutely. allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate truth to us.
1: Absolutely. Because and that's that's hard to find.
0: It is. You're right. Sure. <laughs> it is, especially in 2022.
1: Especially in 2022. As crazy as it sounds, it's it, it should be the reverse. But unfortunately... It is not Rachel, it is not. And that is something that we, I think as Christians are also going to have to address along with domestic abuse and abuse and what is ignored in the church and how the church responds to various and different issues. This movement, I really do believe is going to occur outside of the church. I don't think it's going to occur within the church ministries are going to come into play that are going to be outside of the church and they are going to be powerhouses. Folk who are in the church, Christians in general, are looking for this word and they are not going to find it immediately, anytime soon inside of the church because the church is like the love boat. It cannot turn fast, (laughs) otherwise folks will go overboard.
0: I'm smiling so big. (laughs) Listeners, you can't see my smile, but my passion is definitely outreach outside of the church building, and that's not discounting the importance of a local church. But that's what I love so much about your ministry, Patrick, is that's what our ministry is doing, too, that wildly becoming uh, ministry we have. It's Isaiah 61. We're going to find the captive and help them be set free. We're going to be light in the dark. We want to see them get double honor instead of shame. We want to see those desolate places be rebuilt and then be restored. And part of that is being set free from spiritual abuse and religion. And I don't know about you, which I would love to know about if you've been through spiritual abuse, but I have, and I do believe that God has raised up people like myself and Jill and like you, Patrick, to get outside of the church building and go to the Christians, as you said, and help them understand this is false doctrine. This is the truth of God's word. This is how God sees you. This is what God has for you. So did you go through something like this in your personal life that made you passionate about this?
1: Yeah. You know, my mom and I... Endured close to 20 years of this. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, Vicious, insidious, narcissistic, horrendous abuse on a daily basis.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: And she endured because it was the lesser of the two evils for her. The church was telling her to stay and all of the doctrinal teaching Mm -hmm. that we would encounter i would hear and hear being said in the church influenced a mindset of literal until death do us part and so she had only the option of either leaving and that meant she would have to send me to visit him him being my father and him being a raging alcoholic who would drive drunk and do any number of things. And so she chose to stay so that she wouldn't have to send me to him. Yep. She could protect me in the home, but she couldn't protect me if she sent me to visit. Right. Yeah. And so we stayed in literal hell for 17 straight years until he died on right before my 18th birthday. Uh, we literally went nights without food we literally didn't know what was going to happen from minute to minute we literally didn't know if our lights were going to be on many nights they weren't candles were our backup generator this went on for years and the church did absolutely nothing and she was a faithful tither a faithful member never missed a sunday and they never raised a finger, even if he were outside, which he was on many occasions. During a Sunday sermon, he'd be standing outside of the church raging.
0: And they didn't step in to help her, probably because like I was told, what happens between the four walls isn't Absolutely. our business.
1: Absolutely, and that's exactly the way they treated her. And that's exactly, uh, it, was, it was laissez-faire. They just simply did not touch it, did not approach it, did not help mm. her. Never sent someone to the house to see if she was still living. And they would expect her to just simply praise and worship and tithe every Mm -hmm. single Sunday as if nothing was going on.
0: That just like makes me, it makes it hard for me to breathe just hearing that and hearing that you endured that. And so I'm truly so sorry for the abuse that you and your mother endured. That does not sound like the Church of Acts, does it?
1: No, does it? It doesn't (laughs) even sound close. No. It's crazy. And this is still being repeated. My mother died four years ago at 92 years old. Oh, my goodness. And this you would believe or think no longer exists. The sad part is it's worse. (laughs) It's 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 a concerted effort right? Because churches yeah. have obviously grown. And so as churches grow under these kinds of doctrines, the more individuals or people they influence, right?
0: And people are all about influencers. I mean, people have hero worship
1: of yes, humans. Yes, you yes. Know? So imagine if the folks they're 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 worshiping are also the the, the same individual. Well, I let me, let me. I'm trying to be nice. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Too many of the church leaders are in fact either the abuser themselves or they're a flying monkey they're complicit they're a flying monkey or they are an abuser themselves and because of that reason folk unsuspecting unknowingly this leader has to protect the fact that they themselves are the abuser therefore the messaging as well as their response to abuse Is always going to be to protect the abuser.
0: You are spot on. To
1: to protect the abuser.
0: I I was really hoping you would say flying monkeys and imps and clowns.
1: (laughs) I can't tell
0: you how many times, Patrick, I have text Jill clowns. I mean, and my sister just, we all love you, but she's like, you have to record and take pictures. She said, this is the happiest day ever of my life that you get to, you know, have Patrick on. But. Something you mentioned earlier, too, about those said leaders getting us back on track. Narcissism. I it's mean, rampant. the the Just. demon of narcissism that is running rampant
1: in the church. It's rampant. It's rampant. It's rampant, Rachel. It's rampant. We don't want to admit it. We don't even want to acknowledge it. Jesus did, though, in Matthew 23. He called them all out for every single crazed narcissistic tendency we had even making uh, the folk twice as much a child of hell as they are i mean he called them out right yeah. for the behavior it's what we don't do it's yeah. what we can't do inside of churches that's why church is not going to be where this change happens it's going to be change from the outside in it's not going to be from the inside out when we ui outside ministries ramp it up Mm -hmm. what will happen is that it will equip the folk going to churches to be able to discern yes once they have that confidence in the truth and the ability to discern and identify these narcissistic leaders that really are self-serving they are not there for the sheep they are one of the wolves correct once the folk are able to discern and independently understand what is going on and how this narcissistic wolf operates, they will start voting with their feet. They will start leaving these churches, knowing that they were never really in church. They were in a cult.
0: Absolutely. There are so many cults right now here in our area, and I'm sure out there too, and people have no idea.
1: They have no idea. And since they are blind to it, these wolves are getting away with it. And, and and some actually are so notorious that they are oftentimes in the news. And believe it or not, despite the fact that the wolf is in the news and folk are revealing behavior that definitely identifies them for what they are. Do you know that the members still go?
0: I do. Yes. <laughs> we have experienced that. I'm blown away at how things can get to a place where they no longer even glorify God, that it's, it's like beyond worldly. It's just disgusting filth. And the people still go. And they still go. Yeah.
1: And they still go. They're so brainwashed. And, absolutely. And, and when we can't, and I think that just also shows as far as going back to how we deal with individuals, Christians in general, mm-hmm. uh, who are caught up in these kinds of, of, of situations yeah. and, are suffering as the, the result. You see how powerful the ministries outside of church have to be?
0: I do. We have
1: to literally imagine ourselves going up against the devil. Yeah. The devil we're going up against is in the church. The I know. stronghold is in the church.
0: And that's what makes it so hard. I only know a handful of people that feel called to that. You feel called to that. I feel called to that. We have another friend Her ministry feels called to that i believe what god has revealed to me in prayer is just that he's not pleased with the local church
1: he's not he's not he's not we're in that revelation situation where we've left our first love yes and there has not been this movement really of the message of jesus christ and re-emphasizing retelling the story Because along the line, the message of the cross has gotten lost. Right. Church has become about so many other things than the message of the cross, redemption, and how we overcome, develop as Christians, not to be dependent on the church, but to be independent, interdependent. Right. But the church is priding itself today on... Creating dependent children.
0: Yes. And if you become independent of the church, which we should be because we each need to have our own personal intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, it's almost like the church and the leadership feel threatened.
1: Absolutely they do. Because you stand to create confusion if you operate outside of the status quo.
0: And then you're called things like a Jezebel and all kinds of crazy things. Like why we use these words against our fellow brothers and sisters. Absolutely.
1: So you see that the folk in church, whether they're encountering abuse or they're encountering uh, an abusive leader, they're not going to be in an environment, especially if the leader is the wolf, is the abuser, is the narcissist. They're not in an environment where they can rebel, or even seek truth. Right? So this is where and what the problem really is. Mm -hmm. If the individual is in an environment where the leader is the narcissist, which 60% of the time, that's the truth. That is the case.
0: 100%. Yes.
1: And if they were to challenge leadership, like you said, they're going to be ostracized, or they're going to be labeled, Or they're going to otherwise be called crazy because they're not going along to get along. So this takes us back to what ministry will look like outside of the church when it is going after the lost. What unfortunately going after the lost will look like for these resurrection ministries of ours, the lost are in the church see when we use that go after the lost concept we're generally talking about the unsaved in the world
0: right right
1: but unfortunately we've seen this infiltration of abuse narcissism cult inside of the church until those of us you i we're actually called to save the saved
0: i know that's such a hard concept for me to wrap my brain around but it's so true. And I've never been able to vocalize it till you just said it like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the dilemma. We know we're actually going into situations that have everything to lose by letting this person go, by folks standing up and challenging the doctrine, by folk not going along to get along. This whole thing, this house of cards that they've built will unravel if they get a wave of individuals who stand up and speak out so there is a concerted effort to muzzle individuals in the church who go against church doctrine toxic theology or the narcissistic leader you're going to be targeted there is no way around it That's what's happening. And folk by and large are unwilling to stick their neck out in these churches because they've seen folks be viciously attacked.
0: Okay, we're gonna go ahead and break right here. That is a lot of information. Thank you so much, Pastor Patrick Weaver. Everyone go check him out on social media. We're gonna come back next week on the next episode and pick right back up where we left off. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wildly Becoming podcast. As always, stay Stay wild. wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.